0: Welcome to our service of worship. We are glad that you are here. If you're following along in the Book of Common Prayer, our service continues on page 355. You may also find a complete bulletin with our readings and our hymns and our prayers available on our parish's website. You are encouraged to participate in worship with us. Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, The Lord be with you. And
1: also with you. Let us
0: pray. Lord of all power and might, the author and giver of all good things, graft in our hearts the love of your name, increase in us true religion nourish us with all goodness, and bring forth in us the fruit of good works through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen.
2: A reading for the book of the prophet Jeremiah O Lord you know remember me and visit me and bring down retribution for me on my persecutors in your forbearance do not take me away know that on your account I suffer insult your words were found and I ate them <laughs> and your words became to me a joy at the delight of my heart for I am called by your name O Lord of hosts I did not sit in the company of merrymakers, nor did I rejoice. Under the weight of your hand, I sat alone, for you had filled me with indignation. Why, then, is my pain unceasing, my wound incurable, refusing to be healed? Truly, you are to me like a deceitful brook, like waters that fail. Therefore, thus says the Lord, if you turn back, I will take you back and you shall stand before me. If you utter what is precious and not what is worthless, you shall serve as my mouth. It is they who will turn to you, not you who will turn to them. And I will make you to this people a fortified wall of bronze. They will fight against you, but they shall not prevail over you, for I am with you to save you and to deliver you, says the Lord. I will deliver you out of the hand of the wicked and redeem you from the grasp of the ruthless. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. reading from the letter of Paul to the Romans. Let love be genuine. Hate what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with mutual affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not lag in zeal. Be ardent in the spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in suffering. Persevere in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints. Extend hospitality to strangers. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave room for the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. No, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. For by doing this, you will heap burning coals on their heads. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people.
3: The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Glory to you,
1: Lord
3: Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and undergo great suffering at the hands of the elders and chief priests and scribes, and be killed, and on the third day be raised. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, "God forbid it, Lord." This must never happen to you but he turned and said to peter get behind me satan you are a stumbling block to me for you are setting your mind not on divine things but on human things then jesus told his disciples if any want to become my followers let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me for those who want to save their life will lose it And those who lose their life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit them if they gain the whole world but forfeit their life? Or what will they give in return for their life? For the Son of Man is to come with his angels in the glory of his Father, and then he will repay everyone for what has been done. Truly I tell you, there are some standing here who will not taste death, before they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. The Gospel of the Lord. Please sit comfortably. In the approximately 175-year history of St. Paul's Episcopal Church, I'm not sure how often we've heard sermons about satanic voices. It's unlike many of us to perk up our ears and listen for the quietly diabolical forces whispering all around us. But we might not have to strain all that hard to hear the voice of Satan. In the Gospels, Satan is simply the adversarial voice that clearly opposes Jesus' way of being a Messiah or a king. The voice can still be tricky to recognize, though. In today's Gospel, the voice of Satan comes straight from the mouth Of Peter. In fact, the voice of Satan speaks pretty much just one breath after Peter gave a perfect response to Jesus's question, who do you say that I am? As we heard last Sunday, Peter answered Jesus confidently, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Both Messiah and son of God were titles for kings. But Peter's right answer wasn't enough to keep him from standing in the way of Jesus' vision of kingship one moment later. Peter's confession in Jesus as Messiah is the rock on which the church is built. But Peter's vision of what Jesus' kingship should be is a stumbling block on Christ's path to Jerusalem and an obstacle to anyone trying to follow the way of Jesus. Not only can the voice of Satan immediately follow a confession of faith, it can also appear to be respectfully pious. When Jesus tells his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem, suffer, be killed, and rise on the third day, our gospel tradition today quotes Peter as saying, God forbid it. But the author of Matthew's gospel actually leaves out the word for God. So Peter says more literally, gracious to you. God is implied as the one who should be gracious to Christ by sparing him from suffering. With these words, Matthew's gospel presents Peter as someone who knows how to speak in the pious code of his audience by not actually speaking the name of God. So Peter confesses Jesus as Messiah and he reverently omits speaking God's name aloud. But there are also clues that Peter's is the voice of Satan in this moment. We're told that Peter rebuked Jesus. This word rebuked identifies Peter's words as fundamentally in conflict with the kingdom that Jesus proclaims. Elsewhere in the Gospels, this word for rebuked describes how Jesus speaks to unclean spirits, to rough winds, and to a fever. The very next chapter of Matthew's Gospel uses this word rebuked to describe how Jesus talks to a demon Jesus rebukes everything that tries to prevent his kingdom from taking root and spreading and bearing fruit on this earth. But here it's Peter trying to rebuke Jesus. Another clue that Peter is an adversary of Jesus' kingdom is that Peter uses the most forceful expression of denial possible in the Greek language when he says to Jesus, May this never, ever happen to you. When Jesus tries to tell Peter what kind of king, what kind of Messiah he wants to be, it's as if Peter shoves his fingers in his ears and denies Jesus in the strongest language possible. When Peter tries to stand in the way of Christ's path to kingship through rejection, suffering, and death, Jesus tells him in no uncertain terms, get behind me, Satan. The voice of Satan, Jesus shows us, can come from a man who calls Jesus his king. It can come from a man conversant in the in-speak of his faith community. But in spite of all this lip service, this voice stands in rebuke Of the kingdom Christ proclaims and the way that Christ seeks to rule. Jesus knows how to recognize the voice of Satan in Peter's seemingly faithful words because this isn't their first showdown. The Gospels of Matthew and Luke describe the tempting offers that Satan made to Jesus much earlier in his ministry. In one temptation, Satan shows Jesus all the world's kingdoms and says, to you, I will give all this power. But that's not the kind of king that Jesus wants to be. When someone makes the offer, you will have power. Followers of Christ are in deep danger of forsaking the kingdom. If this offer comes conflated with political power, that's another warning sign. And if this offer comes with strings attached, like surrendering core values of loving kindness toward the poor, the sick, the vulnerable, and all our neighbors, then we really need to wonder who's speaking to us in that moment. Episcopalians generally know enough to cry out when one of our beautiful churches becomes nothing but a prop in the background of a photograph. And many Episcopalians know how to disagree, how to break bread and worship together, how to humanize instead of demonize, and how to see the face of Christ in one another, no matter our other differences. We don't always know how to talk about Satan. But when the three-year lectionary cycle drops, Jesus calling out Satan on a Sunday at the end of an unbearably heated week, I think this skill might be part of our collective calling. In today's gospel passage... Jesus goes on to clarify what it means to follow Christ as king instead of standing in the way of his kingdom as Satan tries to do. It means taking up the cross and following Jesus as the type of Messiah he wanted to be. Until this past week, I never thought of one possible way that Jesus' invitation to take up your cross might be twisted in satanic opposition to Christ. Apparently, some might think that the kingdom of God is a sort of bring-your-own-cross event, where any local citizen can take up the imperial weapon of choice, alongside rough equivalents to Roman authorities, and enforce the peace however they see fit. A more likely possibility, though, is that by take up your cross, Jesus meant that any lasting reign of justice and peace would begin in self-giving and solidarity with those extorted and executed by their state. Now my Episcopalian temperament is prompting me to point out that in the Gospels, A Roman soldier is the first person after the crucifixion to call Jesus God's son. And Jesus calls a Roman military commander a model of faith. As seekers of the kingdom, we should know that anyone at any time might embody the best of Christian discipleship, protecting the vulnerable and risking their own safety or their lives. And those who call themselves Christians don't identify primarily as patriots or as partisans. We proclaim Christ as leader of the only kingdom that will outlast the rises and falls of world superpowers and the pendulum swings from right to left and back again. Today's forceful gospel isn't licensed to demonize or satanize any one person, any one type of person, any one affiliation, or any one nation. But this gospel is a warning that the adversary is an insistent voice that tempts Christians to accept for ourselves forms of kingly power that Christ himself never embraced.
0: Gracious giver of all good things, through your Son you have called us to take up our cross and to give our lives for the sake of Christ. Grant us zeal to serve you by serving others, as we say, nourish us with all goodness and bring forth in us the fruit of good works.
2: Inspire your church with genuine love, that we may outdo one another in showing honor rejoicing in hope, being patient in suffering, persevering in prayer, and living peaceably with all. We pray especially for Michael, our presiding bishop, and Larry, our bishop. In the Anglican cycle of prayer, we pray for the United Church of South India. In the diocesan cycle of prayer, we pray for the program and budget committee of the diocese and the diocesan board of trustees. Among the ministries of our parish, We pray for the Let's Get Acquainted class and the Yoga Into Dance group. Nourish us with all goodness. And bring forth, in us, the fruit of good works. Help our nation resist what is evil and hold fast to what is good, that we may forego vengeance and overcome evil with good. We pray especially for Donald, our president, Asa, our governor, and Lionel, our mayor. Nourish us with all goodness, and to bring forth in us the fruit of good works. Support all prophets with your mighty arm, that they may speak truth to power, and prevail over those who oppose your work of rescuing the oppressed. We pray especially for the safety of those who are protesting society's unjust structures. Nourish us with all goodness, and bring forth in us the fruit of good works. Guard us from being stumbling blocks to those among, those among whom we live, that we may serve our neighbors humbly in the power of the cross. We pray especially that we may, might be stirred to action on behalf of those whose homes are threatened by wildfires in California and those who are dealing with the aftermath of Hurricane Laura. Nourish us with all goodness and bring forth in us the fruit of good works. Hear the concerns we bring to you, especially on behalf of Raymond Brennan, Edna Bray Brennan, Jacob Boardman, Bella Robinson, the Unger family, Kathy Corbett Welsh, Kay Duvall, Betty Walling, Kyra Ramsey, Judy Carey, Clyde Honeycutt, Carolyn Banks, Jonathan Wright, Jeannie McCabe, those who have been affected by the pandemic, and any others that we name aloud or in our hearts. Randy Rukowski, Nourish us with all goodness. And bring forth in us the fruit of good works. Accept our thanksgivings for your radiant presence among us and for all our gracious blessings, especially for the ministry of Father Chuck Walling at St. Paul's throughout the church and at any other thanksgivings we name aloud or in our hearts. Nourish us with all goodness. And bring forth in us the fruit of good works. Receive the lives of the faithful whom you whom we return to you, especially Jane Brughoff, Thomas Unger, Miriam Brunt, and any others we name aloud or in our hearts. Elizabeth West. Nourish us with all goodness, and bring forth in
0: us the fruit of good works. We take up the cross of our intercession and service to you, O God, as we bring before you the suffering of the world. May the power of Christ's resurrection bring your justice and glory into all creation as we share in the redeeming work of Christ's cross through the power of the Spirit and in the glory of your name. Amen. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbors. the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Please stand. My friends, the peace of the Lord be always with you. Again, welcome. We are glad that you are worshiping with us. The school year has started, though in strange and unfamiliar ways, and we continue to pray for all of those involved with the education of children, young and old, for all those who put themselves at risk in order that others might learn. As the start of the school year unfolds for us, there are many activities happening in the life of our parish. We are not meeting in person yet but we suspect that once we get over the bump of the start of the school year and the start of the university semester, that we might be able to begin a limited in-person gatherings, first outdoors, and hopefully not long after that, indoors. So please pay attention to our weekly newsletter so that you can learn about when it is that we plan to open up to in-person gatherings. If you don't get that weekly newsletter, which is sent out on Thursday afternoons, You may sign up to receive it using the link there on your screen. You may also find more information about signing up for our newsletter on the I'm New section of our parish website. Certainly hope you sign up for that. Formation for all ages is a focus of our Sunday. We offer formation opportunities throughout the week, but Sunday is a principal day for our formation. The adult forum follows this service on. Our YouTube channel at 10 o'clock you may also participate in the discussion by using the link to the webinar the zoom link which is found again in your note newsletter or also uh, on our church's website programs for children and youth also occur on Sunday afternoons uh, if you have not yet signed up for that you might not have the link to those meetings but we are meeting uh, together virtually And if you'd like your child or grandchild to be a part of that, please let our formation director, Samantha Clare, know, and you can sign up for that uh, with an email to her or using our Realm database. Uh, Last night, yesterday, we had a treat, a Friends of Music concert, even though we are not able to gather in person. Our own Mikhail Gordon was able to provide his beautiful talents in that concert. If you missed it live, at least the live stream of that, you can certainly watch a recording of that on our church's website. It's well worth uh, your attention, and I hope you will consider contributing not only to offset the cost of that concert, but also to continue to support the music ministries of our church. There are lots of ways that you can give to the life of our church. Our gifts are not able to be brought to the church in person, but you can can mail them to the church. You may also give online to Friends of Music, to our general offering, and to any particular uh, need that we have set apart you can find that giving platform on our church's website or using the link there on your screen. Two other quick announcements for you looking a little further ahead. The Inquirer's class is a wonderful opportunity for those who are new to St. Paul's, new to the Episcopal Church, or perhaps new to the Christian faith to learn about our faith and our tradition. We will offer a six-week Inquirer's class using Zoom and we'll offer that on Wednesday evenings. If you have not signed up for that yet and would like to take part, please do so. You can find more information about that on our website or in our newsletter. Uh, Lastly, uh, on the third Thursday of September, our parish is invited to share a meal together. Uh, Caitlin Rush, our parish chef, is preparing uh, take-home meals. If you will sign up for that in advance, pay for it in advance, you can come and pick up that ready-to-go meal and enjoy breaking bread, although at a distance with other members of our parish as we share a meal together. You can find out more information about that again in the newsletter or on the website. You may have noticed in our communications that Father Chuck, Father Chuck Walling, who's been a part of the life of this parish for 20 years and a part of the life of the wider church for a lot longer than that, Father Chuck, has decided to completely retire from active ministry. I suspect that when we are back together, we might see him some, but he has decided that the time for him and for Betty to step away from active ministry has come. At the end of this month, in just a few days, he will hand over that responsibility to the rest of us at St. Paul's. Uh, Today would be a great day for us to gather and celebrate, to lift a glass in his name and to wish him well in person. Unfortunately, we are not able to do that. But you can wish Father Chuck well. You may send him an email. Or if you'd like to write him a note and mail it to the church, we'll be sure to give it to him. And if you'd like to make a contribution as a gesture of your thanksgiving for Chuck and for his ministry here, you may certainly do so by sending that to our church. We are grateful for you, Chuck. You go with our love and with our prayers and with our support and with more gratitude than we could possibly express. Thank you. Whoever you are and wherever you are on your pilgrimage of faith, you are welcome in this place and you are welcome at God's table. Ascribe to God the honor, do God's name, bring offerings, and come into God's court. The Lord be with you. And also. Lift up your hearts. We lift up the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God.
1: It is right, give God thanks and praise.
0: it is right, and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, for by water and the Holy Spirit. You have made us a new people in Jesus Christ our Lord to show forth your glory in all the world. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory
1: of your name.
0: He stretched out his arms upon the cross and offered himself in obedience to your will, a perfect sacrifice for the whole world. On the night he was handed over to suffering and death, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread, and when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. We celebrate the memorial of our redemption, O Father, in this sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. Recalling his death, resurrection, and ascension, we offer you these gifts. Sanctify them by your Holy Spirit to be for your people, the body and blood of your Son, the holy food and drink of new and unending life in him. Sanctify us also that we may faithfully receive this holy sacrament and serve you in unity, constancy, and peace, and at the last day bring us with all your saints into the joy of your eternal kingdom. All this we ask through your Son, Jesus Christ, by him and with him and in him, In the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Let us say together the prayer for spiritual communion. In union, O Lord, with your faithful people at every altar of your church, where the Holy Eucharist is now being celebrated, we desire to offer you praise and thanksgiving. We remember your death, Lord Christ. We proclaim your resurrection. We await your coming in glory. Since we cannot receive you today in the sacrament of your body and blood, we beg you to come spiritually into our hearts. Cleanse and strengthen us with your grace, Lord Jesus, and let us never be separated from you. May we live in you and you in us in this life and in the life to come. Amen. Let love be genuine, hate what is evil, hold fast to that which is good, love one another with mutual affection. Rejoice in hope, be patient in suffering, persevere in prayer, contribute to the needs of one another, extend hospitality to strangers, bless those who persecute you, rejoice with those who rejoice. And weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Live peaceably with all. And the blessing of our generous God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and strengthen you now and forever. Amen.